that thing that God wants you to do, you are part of it. Because you have put in so much to make something happen. Every great thing starts small. And so this is a great thing, it's a great movement, and it's no longer small. Because I see God increasing us, not just in number, but He's increasing us in capacity and He's increasing us in quality. The quality of our life, God is increasing. Something God will be doing will be touching you, and not just in the now, but in the future, so that you can make a reference to this movement. That thank God I went for that movement, my life is changing. I don't know about you, but the last uh, faithfulness on time that we talked about, I'm taking it hard on myself and my wife. Both of us, we are working on it to ensure that our time is not wasted. So that we are not coming here just to receive words. We are coming here to receive words and to do. The people that will be blessed are the doers, not the hearers. The Bible made us understand that in James chapter 1. Those that do are the ones that will be blessed. Now, I want you to know that you must desist from foolishness. You know, when we talk about foolish people, we like to point to people, say, that guy is a foolish man, that man is foolish. But that's deception. Every one of us, you have an iota of foolishness. You demonstrate foolishness from time to time. Now, the greatest foolishness that we demonstrate is that when you do something today and you refuse to learn from it, you do it again, same way. Then you do it again, same way, and you are getting the same result, that means you are foolish. Accept with yourself. Tell yourself, I'm foolish in this area. You know, sometimes I tell myself when I'm teaching my children at home, I said, just tell yourself you are foolish here. By the time you admit your foolishness, you will become wiser. You will not go back to your vomit. That is how to build a quality life. That is how your life can keep improving from time to time. But if you are not paying attention to yourself, you will not learn forward. Say with me, say, I will learn forward. Now, when you learn forward, you become wiser. And that's the essence. As we keep coming here, we talk about time and faithfulness. Let's adhere to those things we have learned. That is why it's not good to come today, then you don't come next week as though you are running shifting. But all of you here, you don't run shifting. You have been faithful. And God will help you to be faithful to the end in Jesus' name. So as we learn, let's do. As we learn, let's do. Praise God. Today we continue looking at faith. One of the, that's the, the milk of the world. If you are not grounded in faith, you will not be a successful Christian. You'll be a yo-yo Christian. You know yo-yo Christian? Yo-yo. You won't last. It's a journey. Christianity is a journey and so many are dropping off and they are dropping by every day. It's a journey. If you cannot run the race before you as a single person, single man or single woman, when you marry, you will quench. But I pray for you that you will not quench, your faith will not be stolen in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, he prayed for Peter. 
In the book of Luke, chapter 22, the Holy Spirit is just bringing that to my heart now. Can somebody read it from 20, Luke 22, 23? Luke 22? Yeah. Yeah. And they began to inquire among themselves which of them it was that should do this thing. And there was also a scribe among them which of them should be accounted the greatest. Okay. And he said unto them, Yeah. The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. And they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. And ye shall not be so, but ye shall not be so. But he that, but he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. Yes. And he that is chief, as he that do say. For whether is greater he that seated at meat or he that said. It's not he that seated at me, but I am among you as he that said. Verse 28. Yeah. Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. Mm. Am I appoint unto you a kingdom? And I appoint unto you a kingdom as the Father had appointed unto me. Yeah. That he may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Please, let's stop there first of all. Jesus Christ was talking to them about the issue of leadership. That the leadership of this world is going to be different from the leadership of the kingdom. And that's why there will be many surprises after now when we gather at the feet of Christ. And Jesus said something very important to them. In verse 28, he said, you have continued with me. Can you say continue? Now, Jesus told them, you have continued with me in my temptations. Now, the way we are going to look at faith today is not the faith that will just help you to receive something, but it's a faith that will help you in continuity. Faith by which you walk with God. Faith by which you live. If now you have not started rehearsing to live by faith on a daily basis, life can be so tough on you in the future. Because everyone is living by faith. I told you last time that we have natural faith and then we have the faith towards God. The natural faith is what makes you believe that when you are done, you will get a good job. You will settle down. That's the way people put it. Settle down. Is that not? That you will settle down. So many even have believed in themselves that I will make it. I don't need anybody to help me. That is faith. It means the person has faith in who? In himself. Some people have faith in relatives. Some people have faith in their parents. Some people have faith in money. Some people have faith in their connection. Some people have faith in their academic excellence. Some people have faith in their intellectual property. Some people have faith in their wisdom. Some people have faith in their stature, in their beauty, in their handsomeness. Different kinds of belief in different kinds of things. But all of this faith will fail. 
The only faith that you will need to have is a faith towards God. When you believe yourself, I tell you, along the path, you will realize that that faith in any other thing except in Jesus will not be able to carry you through life. Faith in any other thing except in Jesus will not be able to carry you through life. Life is tough. This system of this world is controlled by spirit. The world is under the influence of spirit. The world is under the influence of spiritual government. And so when you think that this world is a physical world and you believe so much in yourself, I have seen doctors rampant. I have seen lawyers in have not practiced die before it's time. I have seen there are doctors and lawyers that are begging just to eat. I hope you know. Because over time, perhaps they have put their faith in something else and not in God. So the faith we have is a faith of continuity in Christ. Don't put your faith in yourself. Put it in Christ. So Jesus said, you have continued with me in my temptation. And the reward is that you will sit with me in my kingdom. But look at this. As Jesus was saying this. In verse 31, Jesus now said to Peter, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. You know, he was saying this and then he quickly pointed to Simon. He said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desired to have him. That he may do what? Sift you as weak. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Look at this. That's what Simon means read. R-W-E-D. Read is that leaf on water. When you see water, you see that leaf on the water. You see it's unstable. Jesus Christ called Peter, Peter, because the first time he called him, he said, Thou art Peter. Okay, that means you are a rock. When he saw the revelation, when Jesus was saying, Who do men say I am? And Peter said, You are the Son of God. Jesus said, Thou art Peter. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. He called him Peter in that point because he demonstrated strength and he wanted to point out to him that you are Petra, part of a rock, and I will build my church on this revelation. But here Jesus called him Simon. You are a reed. You are unstable. You are unstable. You see, one of the major things the devil wants to achieve is not that you will not hear revelation. It's not that you will not hear all kinds of sounds and noise all around you. The devil is not perturbed. By the number of words or whatever revelation you hear, he's not perturbed. You know what, what, is, what will make him to be perturbed? He wants to ensure you will not do. So Peter have heard so much and said, Jesus says that devil wants to cheat him. And Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan has made a request of you. Satan has made a request of you. And the one thing Satan is desiring is desiring to sift you as what? Weak. He desires to sift you. You know, God didn't create anyone that is not glorious. Every human being on the face of the earth, God created us to be glorious beings. 
He created us to be so much more precious than gold that we pursue or put on our neck. So one major thing the devil does is that he reduces eternal being. He makes us to look at ourselves as a being that has to live within the frame of time. So everything you pursue is within the frame of time. Everything you want to become is within the frame of time. All of your desire, check it out. All of your desire here, is it not within the frame of time? After school, you get a good job. You come out with good grade. Then get a good job. Then get a good wife and a good husband. Then you marry. Then you begin to have children. Then sooner or later, you realize you don't eat children. You don't eat them. Their responsibility, you give account for them. They don't eat them. You know, when you marry, you put your wife on your DP. Then after you have your, once you have your first baby, then you change your wife, then you put your baby. That's showing how this world is not stable. Then you put your baby there. Then maybe when you have the next one, you put your baby. Then after a while, when your baby has grown old, is beginning to behave, then he goes to university, then you put him again. Then after a while, your baby will give birth to his grandson, your son, I mean, then you put your grandson. Then after that, what you will put, if you are not careful, will be burial, you know, obituary, obituary. Telling you, it's time to go home. So if all of your expectations is built around time, I tell you, that is, that is exactly the plan of the devil to build you around time. Please, I'm going somewhere. So Jesus told him, Satan desire to sift you. That is the same desire for every one of us here. Look at it. If Satan desire to sift Peter by the side of Jesus, then he wants to sift you. He will sift you. Satan is desiring to sift Peter, who was with Jesus day in, day out. Satan desire. But Jesus saw Satan that he wants to sift this guy. What is the implication of sifting? When you sift something, we sieve. You understand? The good part will go down. Say with me, say down. So when Satan wants to sift you, what does he want? He wants the better part of you down. Because he knows God is not looking for people to pick down. Down speaks about the hell. Satan wants to make people hellish sons and daughters of his. Satan wants to reduce man because he had fallen down from heaven to the earth. Same thing Satan wants to do with man. So when he sifts you, you know, the remaining part on top of the sieve is waste. Is that not it? Then he will show Jesus. He says, see Peter. And throws it away. But Jesus said, I have prayed for you. Not that your marriage will not fail. Not that your children will not die. Not that your job will not do well. Not that you will not get promotion. But that what? Your faith will not fail. The most precious thing every Christian has gotten is your faith. So there is a whole lot of teachings around faith. And then the whole lot of teachings around faith is weakening men and making their head to swell in revelation. Yet, they are not walking in and by faith. So, your head can be swollen about faith, but devil will never mind that 
He wants you to fail in faith. So it means people can fail in their faith. People can make a shipwreck of their faith. Paul told Timothy, he said, some have made a shipwreck of their faith, haven't seared their conscience. Shipwreck means they have made, you know, they destroyed the thing. So Jesus prayed for Peter. If Jesus prayed for Peter, then the, the most important thing you ever will have in your life is your faith. It's the most precious thing. Not things within the time frame. That's the reason why you've got to understand faith and understand it very well and know what faith is and don't allow anyone to bamboozle you because many people will bamboozle people about faith and then, you know, you know, we have seen a lot of people that really were talking faith, 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 they want that life hits them back. Then their voice will change. They say, oh, but why, bro, you said you will not force it. But now, they say, that one day is not part of it. You don't have faith because if you really have faith, that profession is real, it's reality, it shouldn't happen to you. It means what you are holding is no faith. Devil wants to get at your faith, not your money. He knows when he steals your faith, your money is gone. When he steals your faith, everything is gone, and he's doing it at a very younger and tender age. Can we see first Corinthians? Uh, today I'm just laying a foundation again for us to see. First Corinthians chapter two. Yes, chapter two. Can we read from verse one? And I, uh, yes. When I came to you, Paul was talking there. When I came to you, came not with excellency of speech. Paul was not an orator. Or, or I didn't come to you with excellency of speech or of wisdom. I didn't come. He's not with wisdom of men. I came. Yes. I what did he do? I determined, I determined not to know anything among you. Save Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. And yeah, somebody was talking this morning. So he didn't say save Jesus Christ and his resurrection. See, those are forms of repetitions of the scriptures. There's no revelation there. He died. He redeemed us. He raised again. He's a victor. There's nothing to shout about. We don't need a revelation. Walk in faith. Those are, you know, we make so much revelations out of nothing. He does not want to know anything except Christ and him being crucified. Because we know the moment he gets to the cross, he will, he will rise again. Forget the remaining thing. Devil can't hold him down. The Father will never fail him. He said that, he said, he said, I will not see, he said, David saw corruption, but for Jesus, he can't see corruption. He said, when the evil one came to me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. So, he does not want to know anything except Christ and him crucified. Because in that crucifixion, if the work is done, forget resurrection, he will rise. Of course, that is what built our hope, your own hope. But the moment the father saw Jesus on the cross, the work is done. Because he will rise. Continue, please. And I was with you in weakness. Yes. And in fear. Yeah. And in much friendliness. Yeah. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words. It's of not wisdom. with enticing words of man's wisdom. Look at man has wisdom. Please, you will write something now, please. Man has their own wisdom. Enticing words of man's wisdom. You call it. Faith is this. 
No, those are not the thing. I'm going to show you a scripture now. You know, people are enti- using it. Enti- Paul said, I didn't do that. Because I know this is reality. I'm fighting over souls. The devil is not speaking grammar. The devil is not speaking grammar. He wants to hit souls. His food is to destroy souls. Make your faith fail. So Paul said, I didn't come to you with enticing words of man. Wisdom. But what did he come with? In what? But in demonstration of the spirit. In demonstration of the spirit and of power. Why? That's your faith. That kind of spirit is not the one that makes people to just fall. That's your faith. Should not stand in the wisdom of men. It means that some faith can stand in the wisdom of men. You say, I have faith, but it's standing in the wisdom of men. So when the wisdom of men collapse, your faith collapses. So don't allow your faith to stand in the wisdom of men. But in the power of God. In the power of God. Now go to Romans 1:16. Look at the power of God. Your faith should stand in the power of God. Look at the power of God. This is 116. This is where your faith should stand. The first thing I want to tell you this morning is that where your faith should stand, that it will not fail. If it stands elsewhere, it will fail. You are just carrying something you think it is faith because I've told you about all kinds of faith in all kinds of things. But God is telling us, do not allow your faith to stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. What is the power of God? Romans 116. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Look at this, brother Paul. If somebody says, David, if he says, I am not ashamed of my father's name, please, what does that suggest? Can anybody tell me? If you join, they are telling your friends, I'm not ashamed of my father's name. What does that suggest? That statement, what does it connote? What does it suggest? Sir? Absolutely. Absolutely faithfulness. Yes, yes. What can you deduce from it? Yes, Essie. Um, you know, if my father is a father, yeah. I don't think I'll say that. You will never say that. Because a is something that everybody knows you have to practice. Number one citizen of Ghana. Yeah. But if my father is a gay man of the practice, yeah. his name is yeah. And I said I am not ashamed of Tonto And everybody that Tonto is a kid's man. Thank you. They know that there's element of shame in being identified with the kid's man of an organization. But I have to identify that. I am not ashamed. So it means that they want to that name wants to give you shame, faithfulness. So you are faithful to it. The name is almost giving you shame. It can give people shame if they are not careful. That's why Paul said, For I am not ashamed. You know, gospel truly, to preach the gospel, you can be ashamed. How many of you can stand in your class here and preach Christ? Do it on Monday. <laughs> Do, come and give me. Do it on Monday. Don't tell me the spirit is not moving you. Stand in the class and say, please, everybody, can you give me just two minutes? Huh? Do it. I preached in Star Bus. You know what it means? Bank, we're coming from the bank. Star Bus, that long bus. Bus. I preached in it. I said, praise the Lord. They said, hey, who is that? People coming from the bank with their tire and suit. I was crazy that time. Young man, I was just crazy. I don't want to preach anywhere. I want to preach to my boss. I want to preach to everyone. Because that thing, when I remember this, I said, I'm not ashamed. I can preach it. I will preach. 
My mouth will be doing like that. I said, praise God. I want to greet everybody in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want you to know. I will throw away the shame. If you want to try it, you go and preach. Shabit is a Christian nation. All the people in your class, I tell you, maybe you only have one Muslim. Go and stand in their front and preach. This gospel has some elements of shame because it's a cross. It was, it was concluded on the cross. It was a shameful thing. You see, the son humbled himself. Jesus Christ, he went low, below the lowest man on the face of the earth. So he can redeem everybody. So when Paul said, I'm not ashamed of this gospel, it means if you are not careful, they now put shame in his hand. Meaning that it can be, you know, it's a shameful thing that that guy, why, why did they put shame in his He's a criminal. Then what did he do? He's preaching one nonsense Christ. Just one useless theory. You know, it can make somebody to say, hey, brother, why are you here? He said, Christ. That guy said, in his chain. He said, I'm not ashamed of that thing that has put me in shame. In chain. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. You see, most of the things people are preaching today is no longer gospel. You don't believe me. First Corinthians, we go back there. First Corinthians 11. 11. You know, look at this now. Oh, is it 11? Holy Spirit, help me. I'm coming, please. Do you know that many people today, the way they preach, you know, I told my wife, I said, Mio, I, would, I don't want to go that way again. One guy, anytime I want to preach to him, for him, he will ask me to send my picture. I said, I don't want to do that thing again. I don't want to do it again. I'm sorry. Me, I don't want to. We can put Zaga picture. Because Vin too said he doesn't want it. I don't want it. So I was telling my wife, I did like this for my wife. You know all those pastors? You'll be seeing pastors like actors. Ah! No, you know where that thing began from, we don't know. We do not know where it began from, so everybody wants to do it. You know, Vincent will just come and take me, I will just give many poses. You know, one day, <laughs> sorry, we have lost that faith. One day, somebody told one guy, the lady went for a, for a wedding. Then the man, crowd were behind. The man called her and said, please, come and take me, come and take me. He said, sir, where should I stand? He said, people are plenty there. So that people will think that is his crowd. So as I see that thing, somebody is telling me, this thing is idolatry. It's that somebody. Not everybody is doing this with that intention. But they didn't know. You know, things will start. Everybody will be entering it. You don't know what started it. You don't know what began it. You know, men of God of old, how they began that thing, putting their picture, it's not for, but now it's been idolized. They will polish that man of God, polish his face. When you see him, it's fine. Then when you see him in reality, is this the same man? Then he'll be carrying blocks. I saw one man, you see his face. Then I saw him, he was beating his chest. I said, is this the same man I saw in the picture? Different thing in time. So people are making the gospel to sell. They, they think they can sell it. Now we need to make it more attractive to people. But in those days, gospel seems to be something you don't want to associate with. You know, a man of God in Nigeria, they call him brother, but very anointed man. He, they invited him for a meeting and they, he, as he came down there, he, they, he saw his picture. He turned back. He wasn't going to preach. 
said, why did you put my picture there? Some people are living Christ's life. That man in the midst of multitude, when he is done, I'm not telling you what I didn't see. This is an international preacher of the gospel. After he's done, eh, he will not pass through where they ask him to pass through. He will come in the midst of the multitude. And that was when I that was not the first time I'm seeing there was traffic. He himself will be moving slowly in the midst of traffic. He's telling us, I will be like Christ. I will not go that way people are going. So Paul said, look at another gospel, 2 Corinthians 11.4. Every man praying or prophesying. No, 2 Corinthians, please. Yeah, 11.4. Yeah, I'm just right digressing by telling you there's another gospel. He that come and preach another Jesus. There's another Jesus. Look at it. You know when you think you are hearing the same Jesus? People are preaching another Jesus now. The Jesus they didn't know to be doing like this. You are hearing another Jesus. You know, Paul was telling the people that if any man comes preaching another one, Jesus. There's another Jesus. It looks like the same. If you are not in faith, you will not notice another Jesus. This is not the Jesus that the Bible talks about. Bring the money here. Then the This is not the Jesus. Hey, bring it, bring it. Come on, you come. Yes, your firstborn covenant. Bring the money. Thousand Ghana, two thousand, four thousand. Redeem your firstborn. Redeem your firstborn. I don't care who preached that thing. It's not Jesus. I'm not pointing to anybody. I don't even know anybody. They do it in Nigeria. They do it everywhere. I don't care. Redeem with money. That's another gospel. Money. What Christ has redeemed with his blood. And I say people should come and bring money to redeem. God is patient. Another Jesus. Yes? Whom we have not preached. Whom we have not preached. Or if you receive, so there can be another spirit. Some people are receiving another spirit. Which he have not received. Which? Who? Which? They have not received. Eh, we have not received that spirit you are receiving. We don't know that spirit where you have received it from. Or another gospel. Or another gospel. So there's another gospel. Which he have not accepted. Which you have not accepted. So we didn't give it. So it means that there is another gospel. Another gospel is driving on another cart. Go back to that Romans 1.16. We are building faith. You must know what you believe in. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Yes. For it is the power of God unto salvation. So what, so what is the power of God? To save. The power of God is the gospel. To save. The power of God is what? The gospel. So if you corrupt it, God it becomes powerless. Once it has become another gospel, God can't do anything. Lives can't be saved. Please, let's go back to Hebrew and we'll say a few things then we'll continue. I've just laid a foundation of that faith that Jesus prayed for. That faith that Paul talked about, it is the power of God. That faith comes to you via the gospel. That faith comes to you via the gospel. That faith got you, you see, it's, it's through the gospel. It's, it's, it's the gospel that brings you that faith. It ignites your heart 
to believe him. It's not a yo-yo thing. See, it will surprise you that many people are trading the wrong path of another faith, another spirit, another gospel, another God, another all kinds of things. So the Bible says, Hebrews 10, before we go to Hebrews 11. Yeah. 35. Yes. Cast not away therefore your confidence. Don't cast away your confidence. Now, why is Paul writing? They said some people say it's Paul that wrote Hebrew. Now, don't cast away your confidence. Do you have confidence in what? Your confidence is in what? Do you have it in what? Paul said, cast it not away. Don't throw it away. Your confidence it has a great recompense of reward. Confidence in the gospel. Confidence in Christ Jesus. Don't cast it away. Verse 36 now said, For ye have need of patience. You have need of patience. That after ye have done the will of God. Yes. You might receive the promise. You have need of patience. That is, the world we are living today, so many things want to get you on the wrong track. You will be, you will be under pressure to follow the multitude. Paul said, Don't cast away your confidence. You will soon see something. You have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Verse 38. What did he now say? Now, the just shall live by what? Faith. What do we live by? Faith. This is the point. Every Christian lives by faith. Faith in the Lord Jesus. Faith of the Son of God. Every Christian, what you live by is faith. Now don't you know it's not easy to believe there is a God in heaven? Don't you know it's not easy to believe that you were told something when Jesus appeared to the disciples, Thomas was not there. Thomas said, I will not believe unless I put my hand in his side and then in his hand. And Jesus came back to him. And Jesus asked him to do that. What did he tell him? He said, my Lord and my God. Jesus said, because you have seen, you have believed me. He said, but blessed are those who do not see or believe. That's the thing. <laughs> what you have not seen, you only heard it. He came on the tree, rose the third day, is coming back again. You read it in book and you believed it. And you begin to live by it, by the convictions of God in your heart. That is the faith. And as you begin to walk, that faith is drawing you towards God. It begins to show in how you reference Him, how you fear Him. That is the faith. So when we say a man is a just man, is a man that has been what? Justified. How do we get justified? Romans chapter 5. Don't read it. By faith. So the moment you are justified by faith, what must you live by? By faith. Not by what you see. 
Don't put your confidence in any man. The Bible says, sorry, it's a song. My hope is built on nothing else than Jesus' love and righteousness. I dare not trust in sweetest frame, but holy. On Jesus' name, on cry the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. Can I tell you the truth? The ground of academics you are standing on is sinking sand. Every ground. Every ground we stand on is sinking. Don't stand on the ground of this thing. I know my way. I know how to do it. It's sinking ground. Your connection is sinking ground. Don't open one eyes and be looking at one uncle somewhere that it will help me when I'm down. They may sink in before you finish. I know my hands, she will do it. Anyhow, she's going to help me. Then people say, do you believe in God? Say, yes, my faith is in God. But God looks at your heart. He says, okay, I know where it is. It's in your heart. All of that ground is sinking sand. So where is your faith? Where is your hope built on? Let it be on Christ. I say one thing that will continue next week. Now go to that's Hebrew 11 1. Hebrew 11 Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Thank you, sir. Do you know that we mustn't live by sight? We must live by faith. You must not be asking it now. You, you know, some people they are set in their mind. Yes, I know what I'm doing. I know there's no problem. That thing is set. No, that's living by your head and by sight. When you see people who do not believe in God, I tell you the truth, that's why Christianity, faith is also a gift, it's just like grace is a gift. Please, Sapon, if you put on your thinking cap, you won't go to church, you won't believe in Jesus. How can you? Have you seen him before? Have they shown you his picture? Did you see family member? Did you see dream? I tell you, Jesus is God. He's coming back. You only believe. So the Bible says, now faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. You know, this thing, we only use it to think of things to collect. Vin uh, was talking about hope yes, last week, two weeks ago. Substance of things hoped for. Assurance of things you are hoping for. You know, there is... Faith and hope, they are interwoven. There is no faith without hope and there is no hope without faith. Faith, people say it talks about now, then hope talks about future. That future does not mean it is bad. Some people think, hey, it's hope, it's future. Faith, do it now. No, that's not what it means. It doesn't mean that, oh, I cannot just keep hoping, 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 it's future. No. Hope is, is heavier, is stronger. 
expectation. In all of us, we carry hope. Hope of what you will become. Hope of tomorrow. But if that your hope is not sustained by faith in Christ Jesus, it will be dashed by the devil. Faith is a substance, the assurance, assurance, the conviction of things you opt for. Opt for. You know, when I led my father to Christ, my father was just a few minutes. So if somebody said, there's no heaven, I would tell you there is heaven. Because something in my heart, a few minutes to the time my father would die, people were coming into the hospital, they were praying. I was just 20. They were coming, they were praying for him. And I was looking at him. He was just sick from Friday and today is Monday. And then I was, I was asking God, what will I do with this man, Lord? What will I do with this man? You know, we need to hear from the Spirit. If I had not heard from God, my father would have gone to hell. And my father said, lead him to Christ now. He needs Christ. The Lord. And I led my father to Christ. That time he couldn't talk again. He said there is no heaven. I, okay. Then he couldn't talk again. I began to pray for him. I knew. I knew beyond reasonable that my father was going to die. And I knew that I was praying for him. He is going to heaven. I knew it that I'm here. You are seeing me now. I, I knew it than me that you are seeing. And as I prayed for him, I deceived him. Because the prayer I was praying for him is to prepare him for heaven. And I said, Lord, he will spend hundred. I knew within myself that I just used that one. And I asked him, because that time he couldn't talk again. I said, are you praying? He nodded his head. And I prayed for him and led him to Christ. I knew the angels came into the room and they received his soul. But you know, a few minutes after I prayed for him, he gave up the ghost. I was there. You know, I knew the first time I could see, I saw someone die. You know, foam started coming out of his mouth. The doctor, I ran to call the doctor. Then he was pressing his heart. Then his heart was coming this way. Then I was doing the same thing. And when he died, I went out. Tears of joy flew. It flows down my cheeks. Tears of joy. I look up to heaven. I say, wow, I'm taking this man to heaven. That night when I got home, the Lord spoke to me like I have never heard before. I opened a scripture I've never read in my life before. He said he has raised the poor from the dust and the needy from the heap of ashes to sit with priests. That was the first thing God told me that. So, that man now is in heaven. I believe God that I will see him in the future. I have hope, very strong hope that we will meet at the feet of the master. So faith is not just to receive something from God. Have faith to receive car, have faith to receive money, have faith for promotion. That is what people have reduced it to. It's a life, it's a substance. Faith is the substance of the things you are hoping for. So it is not just limited to things that are visible but it is a substance faith is that your unwavering belief in god no problem you can use your faith to believe god for car no problem the car would to go and then use for another car there's no problem but next week we are going to see that is not all there is for your faith to achieve Hope for 
Look at this. If you tell a child that tomorrow, Bernice, I'm taking you to US, I'm taking you to states, and you're excited. Look at faith. You're excited, you believe my words, you won't even be excited because you will be wondering, where would pastor get the answers to go? So you won't even believe me. You won't have faith in me. Is that not? But if Akufo tells you, you will believe him, right? That's faith. It is embarrassment when we don't believe God. The God of all creation. When you don't believe him, it's embarrassment. When he says something you can't believe, you say, no, I will go my own way. I will do it my own way. You don't believe him. Who has brought you here? You are acting out of faith. So if somebody tells you tomorrow, I'm taking you to America, you believe that promise, that is faith. The excitement, the expectation that I will be in America, that is hope. So the two has to go hand in hand. The Bible says it is the evidence of things that you have not seen. Sorry. And that is why you must not allow, check it well. Are you in faith? Or you are just in normal mental asset. You know normal asset? God is great. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? God can heal the sick. Do you believe it? God can raise the dead. Do you believe it? Okay, there's a dead man here. Can God raise it? There's a, uh, you know, it may be the will of, will of God that he dies. You know? <laughs> but you believe God. God can heal the sick? Yes. Now you are sick. God can provide you a job? Yes. Now you are in Faith is not mental assent. You just believe God can do it. But in your own life and in your own situations, you can't bring God to do it. Then because you can't bring God to do it, you can't do the work, then you begin to live by your own strength. Faith is the energy that connects you to God, that makes you walk back to God. That is the faith. You will believe God that if he cannot do it, then let him not do it, then the situation is closed. That was what the Hebrew guys did. Three of them, this is faith. They said, we know that the God whom we serve will save us from your hand. But even if he will not save us, O king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. You see that's faith? Do you remember the story of the three Hebrew boys? Do you see the two statements they made? That is faith. We are sure God will save us. Even if he decides not to save us, we won't do this. Do you see that statement? God's God. Jesus has always been in heaven, not when he came. And Jesus said that I need to go and be with these guys in the fire. And the king to them. Even if you don't have faith, as they are turning your hand, you say, God, God, why are you looking at me? You know, they were crying. They said, true us them. We don't care. They have faith in God. So this is faith. In the midst of trouble, your heart will be on God. They threw them into the fire. Until they landed in the fire, the Son of God did not join them there. That is faith. They believed God and they were convinced in their heart. See, let me tell you, 
when all things are going on well, you don't know what faith is. When all things are moving on well, you'll be sharing revelation, you'll be excited. But you know when you will have faith? When you will know maybe you have faith? When doctor says you have HIV. When they tell you that you are having three trails, and you know you shouldn't have it because God didn't tell you you will have trails. When your mates are getting jobs, you didn't have any. That's when you will know maybe you have faith in God. When your mates are getting married, it seems you are not getting married. That's when you know maybe you have faith in God. That is the reason why you mustn't walk this life without conviction in God. Your faith must be in Him. Not because of what you see. You believe God will do it. And you settle it in your heart. Because your faith will be tried. That's the reason why many people will hear revelation in the church and they go out there and they mess up. Because they are not walking in faith. They are only hearing it. And they will not be blessed. Because God only blessed the hearer. As you go this week, my prayer for you is that you begin to integrate your faith. You begin to walk by faith, you begin to walk in faith. Maybe you do not have money to eat, you begin to trust God that Lord, I believe you. I believe you that you are providing for me. You begin to trust God that Lord, I still trust you. I believe you, Lord. Maybe you are going through a trouble in your heart, in your body. You say, Lord, I believe you that you are going to deliver me. I trust you that I will be delivered. You will not throw yourself to faith. F-A-T-E. You will just believe God. Pray this morning that the Lord, God Almighty, will cause your faith not to fail. Can you pray that Lord help me that my faith will not fail in the name of Jesus? That my faith will not fail in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you will strengthen my heart, that my faith will not fail in the name of Jesus.